What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of It's Your World Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Brown, and welcome to another week. Still going here, trying to keep going strong. Appreciate you guys checking out last week's show with Shanika Brooks. Um, that one was another special one. I mean, because if you checked out the website and you listened to it while we talked through the entire episode, you got some gems in there. I, I, I was really surprised to see her work when I first got a chance to check out the website and see the different collections that she put together. And I felt like it was something that needed to be discussed. It was something that needed to be, you know, exhibited. You, you got to put stuff like that. Um, on Front Street, for lack of better words, to let um, people know about what great art is out there. I can't wait till she has something going on in the city, you know, in Chicago, where people can go and check out her work there. But I, I was really um, impacted by her work. I, I felt like it was something that kind of spoke to me a little bit because it was something that I saw as a kid, you know, with the implementation of the synthetic hair and everything and we're like being around my moms and them and my little sisters and, and watching them do their hair growing up and like we talked about that entire aspect of art was it was um it, it, I had no idea that that was one of the whole motives behind her work you know hair is something that everybody can relate to it's something that everybody here has it's, if it's not on your head uh you might have hair on your arms and other places too, but everybody can relate to hair. Everybody can relate to it some way or another. But yeah, I appreciate her taking the time out to sit down with me and be on the show and just discuss it because artists don't have to do that. That's the one thing that I'm realizing too. Some art is so great that people don't even explain this shit. And that's what makes it amazing. You know, that's what makes people come and check your artwork out or come and check your sets out while you're doing comedy or come to your shows and check it out, you know. But it's 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 a totally different type of venue or type of experience for both pieces, you know, both both types of art, you know, comedy and um, inter, interdisciplinary textile design, you know, because you don't expect people to make uh, a dress out of weave. You don't expect them to weave it together and make a blanket. You don't expect them to weave anything that kind of tells a story and. That is, to me, an ode to our ancestry and even her ancestry, you know, uh, with the idea of being um, from the Caribbean and how, you know, there's a lot of flavor. There's a lot of oomph that comes from that type of ancestry. And for her to convey her message uh, of her ancestry and her uh, family and things like that through her art, it was pretty impactful. So I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. But, moving forward, uh, on this intro, I don't really know what I want to talk about today, man. I just feel like uh, last week was kind of uneventful. Well, I mean, some shit was going on, but I I, um, don't really, nothing really caught my eye. I mean, we could talk about the playoffs, uh, but you see LeBron making it to the Eastern Conference Finals, and then you you got uh, Steph and his boys facing James Harden and the rest of the Rockets. And I think I'm going to call it right now. Warriors will win. The Warriors will win the uh, NBA championship this year. 
I mean, granted, that might not be something that anybody is second-guessing here, but I don't know if uh, Houston can put it together against the Warriors to stop them. And I feel like LeBron is really going to try his best with the team he has right now and really just uh, compete. That's that's the only thing I ask for. Like, I feel like we can talk about this whole age-old debate, is LeBron the GOAT, is he not the GOAT? And it was a conversation I was having with my aunt the other day about like how – some people can be generational leaders, uh, or even what Charles Barkley said about LeBron, how he's he's the best in an era. You know, this is his era. This is um, this is when he dominates. This is where he makes his name. This is where he leaves his legacy. I just hope that losing in the finals doesn't uh, hurt his legacy, and I hope he does win at least two more. If you win two more, dog, like I have to give LeBron his props. Granted, he is the greatest player in the in the NBA right now, like the best player in the world. You got to give that to him. Um, that's one of the things that I think I moved toward as I became older, like start appreciating players like him and the impact that they have on the game. And, you know, I think that's one of the things that maybe, uh, maybe outweighs his whole idea of being the GOAT. Um, not just his play on the court, but the things that he's done off the court. He's changed the way people view NBA players. You know, Mike did that with his shoes. Mike did that with the endorsements and everything like that. But, like, LeBron has really single-handedly almost made the NBA a player's league. He's made people think that players are um, more valuable than uh, the owners. And in some cases, the franchise, because this dude is, like, played in Cleveland and just really held it down for his hometown for years. So you got to really give it to him. But, um, yeah, man, I got the Warriors winning it all. But if you don't think so, let me know what you think, and we can talk about that too. But uh, this week's guest, Chelsea Carter, uh, African-American woman, originally from St. Louis. So she's like the second or third person we had on the show not originally from Chicago. So we, we, we got to give, give her props because she uh, came here in college for college and, at the Art Institute of Chicago. Man, the Art Institute is really pushing a lot of talent out. You know, so uh, got to give that to them. And when I saw her work, I thought, damn. Like, I really feel that way about, like, everybody that I talk to on the show because you, you, you're you you're perceiving what someone is putting together creatively, and then you're finding a way to have a conversation with them about it. You know, I don't know if that is something that everybody can do. I don't know if this is special, but I do know that it is really cool to be able to sit down with people and really get a vibe for or a feel for what they were trying to do with their art. And we talk about a lot of different things. She's the CEO and head designer um, at Alex Carter. It's a fashion line of, of her own, and she is doing some big things, man. She got some good shit on the site. So you can check out her website. Uh, shopalexcarter.com and what you'll see there is it's it's a wide range of different things um we even talk about that in the episode how she uh, kind of puts together collections based on how she feels and how it's it's like an, she's an emotional artist you know she puts things together and they gel off the way that she feels at that time um we talk about her uh being a constant learner and really being patient with what she's putting together and not really pushing anything that she isn't really satisfied about. That's a huge part of this conversation that we have is really sitting here talking about, you know, um, sometimes you don't even know when shit is done. And, and that's that's in any piece of art. 
not just clothes. And then for her, it's just like, yeah. So when the person is wearing it and it, and it fits them correctly, that's when you're done. <laughs> so it's, it's really interesting, man. And um, we talk about how she's inspired by everything and just taking these different things in and perceiving, you know, politics, perceiving the social climate that we're perceiving everything going on in the city around her. And that's one of the things that I'm really taking to while doing this podcast. And that's kind of my idea behind the culture is chaos thing. I actually read about that in a book called Hitmakers. And when they when they put that in the book, I didn't really know exactly how to take it in, but it explains it as culture is chaos, whereas everything is happening simultaneously around you. And sometimes you might not have no idea that it is. And that's the cool thing about doing a show like this is you get to be introduced to different people want in their world. You know, the fashion industry and like the fashion design industry is something that I would have no idea about if it weren't for her, uh, Chelsea Carter and like the other people I've talked to, especially even my little sister. They shared the same. They went to the same school, you know, so they're both alumni of um, the Art Institute. And we also talk about the read. That's it's really weird because we had like a weird, really weird tangent. Uh, talking about podcasting and different ways that um, you can start and different shows that you can check out and stuff like that. So that that was interesting. It was pretty funny. And uh, we're also talking about femininity, femininity, femininity. Um, the idea that you she's not only a, a black woman putting together art um, in fashion, but she's also someone who, in some ways, could be redefining femininity. I think she has a collection called Odes of Femininity, where she is paying homage to the female figure, you know, being a woman and what it means to be a woman. So that's a good little um, excerpt that you guys will be able to check out from this episode. I really enjoyed it, man. I mean, like, it was great conversations. I'm, I'm listening a lot here, too, guys. Um, it flowed. I was really happy with that and just excited that somebody would sit down and talk to me. Um, but what I'll do is let you guys listen and figure it out on your own if you like it or not. But don't forget to subscribe and review. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at It's Your World Pod underscore. Um, don't forget to follow me on Twitter as well. You can also follow Chelsea at, um, at Alex Andrea Carte. So, Andrea is A-D-A-N-D-R-E-A-C-A-R-T-E. Um, she's got a nice little following. She puts up a lot of the stuff that she's working on. And, and, and she also has a little bit of herself on, this, on her page. And that, that was cool to see, too. Um, just how artists live and who they really are. Like Her, her page has a lot of personality. Um, I had to do a little bit of creeping to do some research for the show. So... Um, it's, it's pretty funny, man, but you guys will like it. Let me know what you think. And, um, also don't forget, I will be performing at Riddles, Riddles, Comedy, Riddles Comedy Club, um, May 21st, 7 PM. And I'm excited, man. It's a showcase, um, headed, uh, by, um, the club to try and find a new talent. So I've done a couple of open mics there. A little bit nervous about it, but I'm more excited to see the 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 um, how I'm receptive, you know, because it'll be I think I think that could be it. How I'm received, I guess that's the word I'm looking for. How I'm received by the different audiences, audience members, and I'm just excited, man. I just hope you guys um are able to make it. If you come, hopefully you laugh. If you don't, my bad. You know, 
<laughs> because I feel like if you were to be a stand-up comic for a living, uh, you can't bomb at a showcase. Because if you do, that's sort of like going to work on Monday and then your boss like, really, nigga? Like, this is the effort you're giving me? This is how hard you're trying? And uh, I, I'm not uh, I'm not just going to have, like, family there. So <laughs> that's another reason. And all the other comments going to have people that they invite and everything like that. I'm just excited to do something different and hopefully land a few gigs, man. But, yeah, so make sure you also check out our sponsor, ShopSMZ.com. Pick up some clothes, people. Uh, ladies, going into the spring. And then you also got summer coming up. You want to get fresh, check it out. Still got the same deals and everything like that. You know, code JAB, you know, and code JAB2, you'll be able to um, pick up some pick up some new gear, man. I mean, I don't know, man. Just check it out. I'm just happy to have a sponsor. Like, oh, my God, we've grown up. we got a sponsor now. It's pretty dope. But, yeah, make sure you check out the uh, website. Check out Chelsea's website and check out her Instagram. Reach out to her if you guys want some custom stuff done. I mean, this shit is dope, man. And uh, also hit me up too, man. If y'all need somebody to tell some jokes, will I will tell jokes for cash? We'll tell jokes for cash. I don't. <laughs> I need to get a sign that says that. But yeah, come check your boy out May twenty first, Riddles Comedy Club, seven p.m. Let me know what you think about this episode as we move forward, and don't forget to subscribe and review. And let's start the show. Sitting here with Miss Chelsea Carter. What up, what up, what up? CEO, head designer, every damn thing like <laughs> <laughs> of Alex Carter. I, I know when I sent you the email, I was like, Chelsea, yeah, I put the wrong name. I have multiple names. I kind of like creeped it and checked out some different Instagram and Twitter pages, and I was like, okay, I think I can do this. I think I got this right, but we'll just see. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, like I said before we started recording, when I found out about you, it was on the Elevator Mag. I think I got it written right here. Meet 21 Creative Women of mm -hmm. Chicago. Yeah, that was a pretty cool feature. I mean, um, Eugene Taylor Brand, she, uh, Tisha decided to get 21 of her favorite or most influential um, female artists in the city and or creatives in the city to, uh, and she styled them in some way in her brand. Mm. So the entire concept was pretty cool <clears throat> and I was glad to be a part of that as one of her um, featurettes, okay. if that's even a word. But yeah, she did a really good job. 
And when I saw that, my eyes just lit up. I'm like, oh, shit, like, this is kind of dope. Like, this is kind of a big deal. And the same thing that I always say to everybody when I interview them is, like, this shit is not just about me. It's just, it's about the platform. Mm-hmm. And, like, people talking about, like, my thing right now is just attacking culture and everything. And everybody's, like, for the culture. Like, no, this shit is really for the culture. This shit is actually supposed to help you and myself. It is, yeah. And I uh, appreciate you taking the time to sit down and talk to me and everything like that. And like you said, we found out we got some weird connections here. That's kind of cool. There's always a connection in Chicago, man. There's always some sort of connecting of the dot to someone else in the city of Chicago is kind of how I feel. So, yeah. Bound to happen. (laughs) That that happened today. And then last night I was at an open mic and I do another podcast and uh, the comment I do do that with, he was like, man, like, man, how you know this dude right here? I was like, well, he knows somebody that I knew from grade school and we was tight and this, that, and the other. He was like, damn, like, you know everybody. I was like, yeah, I'm one of the selling people that actually knows a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. I'm not just mutual Facebook friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I legit be able to talk to motherfuckers and call them and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So this is, like, this is, this is going to be pretty dope. But yeah. Same. I'm excited. You are the very first, no, you are the second person I've had on the show not originally from Chicago. Oh, so what I want to know is mm-hmm. what brought you here. Because I did my research, and it said that Chicago came in, like, first, but it was a close tie between here and New York. Yeah. I don't know. Look at you. <laughs> Look at you. Um, so, yes, I actually, my, my father was born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, wow. And my stepfather is from, born and raised, and has never relocated from St. Louis. That's right. Um, and at the time... I was in St. Louis, and I graduated from high school in St. Louis, and my parents were like, well, my mom and my dad and my stepdad were like, okay, well, you want to pursue design. I know you're thinking about, like, New York, but I was actually thinking about, like, overseas. Wow. I wanted to go. Part- yeah, and take I was doing, thinking about all this other stuff. I'm like, ooh, let's do it. But um, I obviously was baited back in and my and my my people were like um well you can't go to new york that's way too far that flight would be way too expensive at the drop of the dime if we had to drive that's too many hours so i'm from cleveland you live in st like we are going to find find a happy medium mm-hmm. so my art teacher at the time i was in a college uh pre college course for <clears throat> art in high school and she was like, you know, you have a really interesting style. It seems pretty effortless. Why don't you ever think about like design? And I'm like, well, because I'm preparing to be the next, the female Pablo. Like, oh, I don't so know. you saw that. That leads me to some other questions <laughs> later on. But okay. Yeah, so I was like, mm, this could be cool. So I told myself that, um, and I knew how to hand sew at the time, but I was like, not really interested in it like that, full throttle. Mm-hmm. And I told myself that if I got accepted, I would just see where it went. So she was like, fine, I'll print out applications. And she and I, uh, my teacher at the time and I, my high school teacher, she and I filled out the application and I was accepted and I just never looked back. Accepted to? Um, the Art Institute here in Chicago. She so I graduated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So that's, I didn't know that, that's pretty okay. much it. I, mean, I don't even know. I don't even know how and why I'm still here, but I love it. And I'm just like, I don't even think about anything else outside of the city, you know? Really? Yeah. So as a transplant, you just fell in love with the city. I fell in love with the city, um, and it is it it has truly grown to become the vessel of my uh, brand mm-hmm. and just my brand, the brand identity, and just the 
spinal cord, the foundation of what it's been built on and how it's been able to grow legs and just do its own thing. So I will always owe Chicago that um, because it is basically where I have gave birth to not only myself, but my self-titled brand. Wow. So. I um, know my little sister was at Art Institute too. So I kind of know a little bit about their curriculum and what they <laughs> How did that influence, like, that that birth or that brand? Because I know you guys do a whole lot of different shit. <laughs> like, you were telling me, yes. in the wood shop. To, I'm like, you in the wood shop? Dude? Yeah. So there is... Going to design school, to me, can be harder than going mm-hmm. to law school or business school. Because you... it. They teach you how to use your mind creatively. And because creativity has no ceiling... You can do a lot. Of different you can do a lot. A lot so honing in on something that can nurture itself or like grow into a business is very hard to do. Hmm. So when you leave school and those guidelines and those rubrics and those blueprints are no longer there, what do you do? And then how do you make it profitable? And how do you generate income from right. that? And so what they should teach you in art school <laughs> is a business back. Because they they do go hand in hand and you can have all of these great ideas, but if you don't have the mentality that it takes to go behind it and develop a business structure, you're screwed with all of these amazing ideas. So it taught me how to nurture my ideas creatively, but not necessarily how to grow my business. Exactly. So I've been here 12 years figuring that out (laughs) because, you know, it's been it's two different types of books that you essentially have to read and and get acquainted with so um learned a lot about being an artist but not necessarily um how to turn my art into a business so but like facing that for me it's finding different showcases to be on and and making sure the motherfuckers pay you like that's the hard thing for me that is true but for you when you found out like damn I'm really good at this um, I got a collection that I think you can probably sell and you know what was it like figuring out how to get it out there and actually monetize it because mm-hmm. that's what this whole thing is about just making money making living your dream and yeah. you know putting that effort forward yeah. to get to that next level and everything you know what is that like? Um, I would say that I feel like I'm still learning mm-hmm. um, how to generate revenue from things that I love to create. And I say that because it is just now becoming, like in the past three three years, becoming like a continuous stream of income. And I'm grateful and I'm very blessed for that, but it's almost, you know, to me, this is totally off the radar, but to me, Dunkin' Donuts, right? And Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts has better coffee. But people buy into the brand of Starbucks. I think it's almost like a status thing. It is. It's very much so a status thing. So as a designer and watching the evolution of what brand identity is, right, and just what that means, you have to figure out a way for your consumer to buy into your brand. Exactly. And not and, and, and oftentimes it might not even matter what it is. People are just buying Gucci because it's Gucci. And it's all over the songs and it's True. all over these... Ta- you know, so... Figuring, you have to figure out a way to make it, um, you know, not to kill your reputation, 
But then also, because you don't want to sell yourself short as a designer. Like, you don't want to put something out there, what they call, like, slut brands. You know what I mean? You don't want to do that. But you also want to make it, like, so exclusive. And in an an area of elitistry, you're like, ooh, this is cool because it's exclusive. You want to, you have to find the medium of that. And so I've been... Spending the last three, four trying years to trying to figure that out. That's, that's real. When, when you think about it that way, when you said yeah. that, I was like, I don't get what she's saying. But okay, now I understand. No, yeah. Like, it's you have to figure out a way to make people want to walk around with a white cup and a green head on it. That's basically what it is. And knowing that they spent $7. <laughs> and they're going to do the same shit tomorrow. And it's not even that good. <laughs> they complain about the it's, price. They complain <laughs> about it. Like, it's like, what? And then they're everywhere. They're right. everywhere. True. So, you know. I think that's that's one thing that I did not expect you to say because <laughs> because I feel like like even when you think about like Yeezy and what he's doing and all that stuff, it's like bro, I get it. You want this, you want your <laughs> brand to be up there, like you said with the ladies. You want it to be in those same areas where people are wearing the Gucci, the Fendi, and yeah. all that stuff like that. But like, my nigga, why overpriced the Why overpriced it? <laughs> why? But you know, he he doesn't. He wants everybody to have it, but, but then he doesn't. doesn't. So. The price point takes a certain bracket of people out, mm. and then his uh, availability takes the second bracket of True. people out, and then you know preference takes the third set of people out, and then I like color, so I'm out. You know, so it's like <laughs> you know you just but he I love his stuff though I really actually do enjoy his design palette like the color palette is nice I'm a neutral monochromatic but it's totally different from you from the Very, pictures that I see that now yeah I know I opened up the door by talking about him but still for you mm-hmm. finding that how does your demographic respond or your target audience respond to what you're trying to do um I think that right now there is um, a, a bubble or like a an, um, an atmosphere around people wanting to feel and look exclusive and people are so gravitated towards like right now watching me sketch something and then bringing that like to life mm-hmm. people are so drawn to the idea that they can so wear art a one of one a one of one handmade another. like supporting local People are, there is such a trend around um, around the idea of that right now mm-hmm. that people are becoming, they're not, they don't care about how much it costs and all of those things. They're like, nope, I got to have it because such and such had it on or because you made it with your two hands. And I can now get on Instagram and say that I'm wearing, so there's an exclusivity like right now around that idea. And because of that, I'm doing better. Mm-hmm. Um but building any business with no business degree from the ground up is hard, right? So um, finding a way to connect to my target market, as you asked, has just been like surveying what it, what it would take for you to buy a $450 jacket and catering that collection or that release or that capsule to that idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All I do is tell jokes, so <laughs> like, it's only funny because you can ch- kind of find a correlation between different people that you yeah, sit. But I feel like you to. even tailor some of your punchlines or whatever you skits. Are they skits? What are they called? Most of it is just like bits and shit that I write, but it's more so tailored to not like I'm not 
per se doing this. This joke is for black people. Yeah. This joke, you know, if I come into a room and I gotta make black and white people and whatever else, True, is laugh. Room, like you know, so you gotta tailor it that way. I mean, although the hardest crowd I did have was like a group of old black women, that was pretty tough. Yeah, so. they've seen a lot. <laughs> they've seen a lot. So I can imagine very little is so funny. So it's pretty hard to impress. <laughs> yeah. But, um, just moving forward, like, what are your inspirations and different things like that? Mm, you know, I'm from inspired by so much. But go ahead, I'm sorry. Like, um, everything. I'm inspired by music. I work to music, so I love music. Okay. Um, I'm really good friends with a lot of like local artists here in Chicago, and um, a few back in my hometown too. And so, music definitely gets into my blood and it gets me excited and i love it very much um it moves me in a way that's kind of abstract abstract if that makes any sense um i am inspired by vibes and emotions more so than like tangible things that you can touch and always like reach out and see Mm -hmm. um i've always told everything that i've ever been on that i've considered myself like an emotional designer so my whatever I'm feeling in the moment that's what you're gonna spit out <laughs> is how I'm gonna like you know spit um, spit everything back out so I'm inspired by um, oops, uh, this is America right now because it's amazing See, I didn't want to do that but go ahead I am inspired <laughs> by I mean he killed that like he Childish Gambino killed that video in that song to me I'm I, sorry but that is inspiring and then like the Met and all of these beautiful black women walking around with all these crowns on, and like, halos. how could you not get inspired by that? I'm inspired by that, and I'm inspired about every one of Solange's releases of all of her videos. Um, visual art is great. Blogs, I'm inspired by that podcast right now. I like love, and that's why I was telling you I'm so honored that I was even asked to do three in the past month. Just like motherfucker, you are important. I want you to stop. Like you keep like. If but because I like, also love them so much, I think that it's like very funny fair. and ironic that I'm like on them now. You know what I mean? Mm. And I listen to them now, very weekly as they come out. I'm I'll, like, I'll be feeling myself when I see the little logo next to other podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Just like damn, my shit on the phone next to them. Like oh, okay. see, see, there you go. So, so yeah, I'm inspired by everything. Now, going to different things, like you said, the, the Met Gala and, like, This is America's... Do you think we are moving into a time where we are making artists and the thought of artistry they have to work harder at it? Because I think for a while, it seemed like we were just listening to music. We weren't seeing videos as often as we used to. We weren't seeing people put a whole lot of thought into different albums and things like that. And now we got this wave, it's a rush of different people putting out different things and really, you know, pushing boundaries. Uh, my only thing about the This Is America thing, and I tweeted this earlier today, was like, I don't have a problem with what Childish did. I have a problem with us saying, oh, this is shocking, this is crazy. Like, no, motherfucker, if you're black, you should have been seeing all this shit already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. But maybe, you know, like I said, I'm just a comic. I don't really know much. But um, it's an interesting turn yeah, uh, that yeah, we're seeing in, in art. It is a very interesting turn. I think that the climate and the temperature of our culture right now is being appropriated in such a way and exploited even in such a way that when you know Solange makes 
um, a visual art piece like Don't Touch My Hair and her beads look like what mine did when I was seven years old, I can resonate to that and I can relate to that. And the fact that she is a woman of her statue and being sisters with the queen, right? And just like doing it her way is... If anything, to me, I feel like we're taking it back. And we're taking saying, it, yeah, I feel like we are oh, reclaiming. Yeah. Right. I was like, no, don't we take it back. We are <laughs> claiming it and we're taking hold of what was ours to begin yeah, with. And also, um, just like, I'm going to make you see that these things, you, did you didn't give birth to this idea. Mm-hmm. And I'm also going to make you see that these things are existing already. And I'm going to use my platform to show you that I could have done anything else with my time and money and my team and my makeup crew and my stunt doubles and all. But I'm choosing to put these things, I'm, I'm choosing because they people like her and him know that whatever they do is gonna break news. True. So by putting something out in your face and political and Why like that, so now I'm gonna use this th- same platform that I have to make major news because then it's gonna raise questions in not only black homes, mm-hmm. but hopefully white ones too. And I think that that is the point that is behind some of these bodies of art and um, visual representations of what our culture has been trying to say for so long now. And I appreciate artists like that because they really could do anything else, but they're choosing to highlight shit that it's really is really affecting and, and, and putting it in <clears throat> art. To not necessarily make it enjoyable for you to watch, but to raise awareness, man. Like, we, they keep saying crying woke, but everybody's sleep, you know? And so I just, I feel it, and I love it so much. I do I do think that there is a stigma, um, but I do think that it is, I think that we're reclaiming it, though. I think that we're stepping into a much more culturally specific um arena mm-hmm. of things and I love it I'm here for it because I'm a, I'm a little black girl so I love it but I do think that it should have been recognized years ago mm-hmm. but because they're killing us and we're everywhere now it, it makes sense that it's being um, embraced right now how is it for you though and what you're doing um, because if, why you think I'll talk uh, I always ask guests that, you know, how is everyday life affecting what you're doing with art? How is everyday life affecting what you put on paper, mm-hmm. what you're thinking, and different things like that? And, it, and like you just said, you're an emotional uh, kind of artist that puts out what they feel, you know, seeing those different things and just, like, just walking outside right now, you know, shit like that. The crazy thing is, for us, if we're, we're used to that hustle and bustle and noise and everything, like, literally just saw a lady just cuss out a cab driver, and I couldn't help but smile. Like, when I saw him, like, you know, this is Chicago, yeah. I love this shit that much. <laughs> but, you know, how, how are things affecting you and what you're putting together right now? Um, well, that's a great question, because... Um, there is so much that I pour into all of my releases that um, I've named each one of my collections after an idea or a concept. Mm-hmm. So the very first collection that I released um, consciously, I'll say, because I've been releasing quite a bit, they're always named for something. So five, six years ago, I always, I have literally always named a collection a thing, and then each 
item within that collection I've named after someone that has inspired me or has been a part of my growth as a designer um, and so on and so forth. So the very first collection that I consciously released was um, I named each piece after one of my really good friends. So I don't know, I think it was about 12 pieces. Um, and each one of those people at that time in my life, and there's most of them are still around to this day, but um, they helped me and were vessels to my growth, not only as a person, but as a designer and really poured into me. So I felt it was my duty to do that and give that back to them. Um, and mostly everybody bought their name too. It was so cool. I really love that collection. Following that collection, I did um, another release where I named, it was Ode to Femininity, and it was inspired by Frida Kahlo, um, and just her whole story, and if you're familiar, you know, right? She cold to me, she I don't look at nobody, but she suffered <laughs> from so much, she just, depression, it, um, just, she tried to hurt, like, she was in a car, like, she, her story they need to do something more for her because her story is crazy good. But I was drawn to that and I've been drawn to that since college. And so I told myself I would always do something and I'm actually not a girly girl like that. Mm -hmm. I don't get my nails done that often. I just started wearing lipsticks not that long ago. <laughs> so I'm like, ooh, what if I did this really like flamboyantly girly collection where I put ruffles in there and like, you know, it's really flowers and like these head crowns like she wore. Um, and just see what type of response it was. Mm -hmm. So I named each piece from that collection after one of her, well, my favorite pieces of her art. And then the collection after that, I named uh, Classes in Session. And I named it that because I have always been a person of the principle that if you think, you wake up one day and you think you kind of like know it all, you haven't really learned anything. And Once I just- stop learning, you yeah, that's what I think. Right. <laughs> So I just always want to be like a professional student. I always want to be in a position to learn and absorb as much as I can. Mm -hmm. So that was also the first time that I released an all outerwear collection. So I learned a lot, right, during that process. And um, my favorite childhood um, show was The Rugrats. So I named each of those pieces after one of the characters from the movie. Um, so that's just like, you know, in the past year, like that's what I've always done. I've always because I can always um, relate to things like that. That's like I can pinpoint them to a specific idea or a feeling. Mm -hmm. um, so with this collection that I'm about to release, um, it's going to be all black. That's and simple. It, it is <laughs> very simple, also very different. But that is where I am right now emotionally and with the struggle to sometimes get creativity um, with just like so much weight on you from living and learning and um, just everything, like anything that you can, top five things right now that you wish that you could one by one get rid of. Um, just, you know, anxiety, uh, financial security or stability, um, relationships, um, debt, um, you know, insecure, whatever they are. I mean, you know, I know. Um, but, and that, and that has gotten, and, and, and even through like my friends and hearing their stories and things, you know, my close relatives, like whatever, just hearing those things is, is putting a, like a runt in my growth um, or my creative process rather. Right. 
And so the next collection is just going to be a reflection of that. It is ironic also my favorite color, but it's just going to be very simple because I need simplicity right now. So. I mean, simple is usually better in some cases. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like when you try to reinvent it down, the wheel. Yeah. yeah. And then not only that, it seems like, like you said, it's a time where maybe people will be more into that now. Yeah, they and might. I mean, that's, I usually only see my friends in all black. Like, that's black and black. It is black and black. So we'll see. <laughs> but uh, I definitely can agree with you on that. It's just one of those things where you, when you're writing, different things like for me you I, don't know, you I wouldn't be surprised if you walked out after this but like I got a bit that I wrote it's like Netflix is the number one Black Lives Matter supporter and it's like really it's like what they got Luke Cage yeah Luke Cage <laughs> <laughs> it's the only place you can see a no. black guy get shot in the back and yeah. he lives and people cheer about it like I don't understand it like it's it's shit like that's that true. that's awful but mm-hmm. it's fucking true yeah it and is and it's making us laugh at some shit because obviously you like you say you're looking at one aspect of things like they're not trying to change any of this stuff no and then you see that contrast on television that people are watching every single they night they are yeah Netflix. that's where yeah. we are as a culture that's where you know like you said and I totally agree with it. Like, that's some dark shit, but... It is. It's pretty, pretty <laughs> but it's, it's so fun to make it, it is. funny. It is. It is. Um, but yeah. So yeah, that's... I hope that answered the question. Yeah, it did. I okay. mean, you gave me a whole rundown. Too, I know, I, I did. The, the only I thing too that much. I regret <laughs> is not seeing a lot of the pieces before last year, Ode to Femininity. Um, I wanted to... I don't even think I put them... Oh, yeah, I did. It I was did. like a few pictures of it. Where did that idea come from? Because I feel like... The friends or the old to femininity? Old to femininity. Femininity. Um, it's like Nemo. I feel like that just kind of came from like being a woman and like I, I wanted to pay um, my respects to the female community mm-hmm. but also the anatomy of a woman and like everything that she is designed and capable of doing mm-hmm. um giving life and just you know we not to get too vulgar but I know a lot of women probably are going to hear this but you know we have a menstrual cycle every single month and we don't die <laughs> So, like, you know, just when you, as a woman, I, you know, I'll be 30 this year and I've gone through a lot of evolutions being a woman and there are a lot of things that we just deal with Mm -hmm. that we don't all the time make, um, yeah, and, you know, nobody that is not a woman will never, they'll, you'll never understand understand those things and I feel like as a female designer, the least I could do in my run during my career of this is give an ode to my ladies. You know what I mean? So, and then I couldn't find a better representative to like be the muse for that collection outside of Frida because her, her, she was known, all of the articles that were written about her always said that she was a ribbon around a bomb. And that to me is just holding everything the idea of what a woman really is though you know like we are ribbons around a bomb like we are fancy firecrackers like we are just cute and (laughs) you know we can do we can do a lot of stuff 
a lot of stuff. And I think we oftentimes don't, you know, get credit for a lot of that stuff. So, um, or the respect that we are deserving of. So I just wanted to um, praise the female body and the definition of what it is to be a woman in today's time. Well, damn, that's that. Yeah. <laughs> kind of deep, a little deep. I mean, no, I mean it's, it's all about that feeling. And the reason why I asked that, too, is because that was I think that was in 2016, mm-hmm. around that time. So it was like, we're, we're going into a movement where, you like you said, dealing with all the other shit that we're dealing with right now as black people. Yeah. Then you're a black woman, and then you're also doing the artistry. It's like the older femininity, and then the idea of the women's rights movement and how that's a resurgence mm-hmm. coming about now. And Definitely. I figured they kind of mirrored mm-hmm. one another. But um, earlier you did say you were on the quest to be the next Pablo. I felt like... Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. It's out there now. It you is. Know, I said that. It. I did. But I did. When did you see that? Was that something that you just woke up one day like, damn, I'm going to do this. That's what it was. Because I, I, I say that because me being a former athlete and then going into comedy, the one thing I like about comedy is you can never really be the best at comedy. Mm-hmm. You can be the best at football or whatever else you play, but that's what keeps me going with comedy yeah. and doing this type of thing like are we for a podcast can you really can you necessarily can you really necessarily be the best at it when anybody can pick up a phone and start doing a podcast true and like that's that, true. that drive yeah. just keeps me going i don't i don't know if it's insatiability or whatever yeah. it is but you know when did you see this is this is my vision when did, when did that just show up like you just woke up like this as for <laughs> for drawing anything for okay so um I start. I did start as in like I wanted to become an actual like artist, mm-hmm. and then you know like a painter, drawer, um, and then I realized that you know I just wanted to be good with my hands, you know, and and whatever that entailed. And so I was like, ooh, design does sound fun, you know. Um, but I thought that becoming an artist would be easier. Um, and it was very, very difficult, um, because I was in contests and I would always come in second place (laughs) and I'm like, dang, like, what does this mean? Like, but I can draw, like I can draw. I'm probably not the best drawer in the world, obviously, not even in my crew immediately. I know tons of better artists, but I just was like, wow, this is like really difficult to do. And there is always someone better. So, I mean, literally they're choosing someone right above me. So whatever um and then I was like you know what I can try something else why not like I'm not like tied down to the one idea of just being an artist so I just was like well why not just try it out and see so I did and I got accepted and I just took off my GPA was like a three five and I was doing well with it and my my professors I'm I still talk to them now um and next year will be my 10 year from college so I'm pretty old um, or I also graduated very young, but also right, I'm there. I'm like, getting pretty old. Too. I'm like, oh shit, I'm old. <laughs> I know exactly. I was 2012. So you graduated Miami. from college in 2012. Miami, Ohio. Jesus Christ! I graduated from college in 2009, bro. Oh man, I'm older. You're a veteran. <laughs> you seasoned. Let's put it that way. You're vintage. No, see, why do you um, have to do that? See, I know, but that's just. Mean? I just like wow, like. Vintage. 
Like, I'm literally counting my, you guys can't see it, but I'm like counting my fingers. Like, wow. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I decided that um, actually drawing and painting was not going to work for mm-hmm. me because <laughs> it was, but I still draw and I paint for my sketches and stuff. Right. Um, but that was a, that's a part of the process. So that's it is. what I mean. Like, it is. And I can do them very quickly because of my art back. Most go. of my clients come over and like, wow, you do that that quick. I'm like, yeah. So I love the fact that I can do that very quickly, but I would love to be a mural. Like I would love to paint a wall, but I just, I literally don't have the patience. I don't. I think my thing with that was I, I did, I'm like nowhere probably near as talented as you, but I did like Gallery 37 um, early on as a kid. And I never knew when the shit was done. And that <laughs> aggravated the fuck out of me. Like it really aggravated yeah. me. So the I, murals. I just, yeah, I actually did one as a kid. I'm like, well, I guess it's done, but just my part. That, and that's the way that I always <laughs> feel. That's the way I feel when I, like, you when I was painting and drawing. I used to always feel like it's not done. Mm. And when you draw and when you paint with oil, it takes forever for it to dry. So you would nine times out of ten walk away and be like, okay, this is great, but then you'll come back and it's still not dry. Yes. So then the idea that you had, you want to change, and you can't, like, so much stuff. So. Yes, that is very true. But I never feel like it isn't done with my like designs. So that's how I knew that I had stepped into the right field. Right. Because I'm like, this is when I know it's complete. You know? And that was like the birth of like, oh, this is what I really want to do. Because so I can see like, when it's done. Right. Somebody's wearing so, it. I exactly. know. She's exactly. able to wear it. It's it done. Feels it's done. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was the first time you really felt like, man, I can be successful at this? What piece, what, you know, take me back to that feeling. Like, that, that first These are like, some good questions, right? Okay. I, I try, you know? I so, try. the very first time that I felt like I can make money from this, that's a great <laughs> question. Hmm. Okay, so there was, um, I made, when people start trusting you with your wedding dresses. Oh, shit. That's when you know <laughs> that it's, like, a serious it's deal. It's real. Okay. Um, that was first. Secondly, was when, I mean, I've, I, I feel, and that is the beautiful fact and, like, the beauty about humility. Because every time I make something, the older and the more experienced that I get, I'm always like, wow, I, I made that. So each piece, I'm like, now I'm saying with every new thing, this is the best thing I've ever created. Which means that I'm evolving and I'm growing, which feels great. It feels really great. But I think that the hardest and the best thing that I've ever made was that outerwear collection. I had never stepped into it before. I didn't know what type of hardware I was going to use. Um, I didn't even know, you know, I knew that, because, you know, with jackets, you have to make two. That's what I was going to Because so, you will have to line it. So, essentially, you're making two, two of pieces. the same thing out of two different materials. So when you say outerwear, you mean like shit you just wear outside? Yeah, <laughs> like jackets, coats. Cool. The um, the last, the very last collection that I released was like six jackets and coats. Mm-hmm. I mean, the hardest. Like, I literally had no idea that that was going to be that difficult for me. But as soon as I did it, I knew that I had fallen in love with the idea of being an outerwear designer in the city of Chicago. So I'm like, this is really freaking cool. And I just fell in love. The pink one with the lacing in the back. And they and it has like external pockets that look like to-go bags. Okay. So they're not connected to the jacket. They're like 
external. I think I might have seen them on your site, though. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that on your website. Yes. So <laughs> that is just my 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 favorite thing. Like that's a bad thing about <laughs> doing these. Is like, oh, yeah, I can talk with you, but yeah, how does he know about that? Like, yeah, yeah I creeped you up your page. I'm sorry. Your, I appreciate the fact that you done <laughs> your research. Oh, I don't even feel that bad. But no that way. was that was crazy. That was crazy. The pink I mean, one that I made, I was like, wow, I did not know I could do this. I really did not know that I could do that. But that actually works, though. Like you said, like, I'm in Chicago. It's cold yeah. as hell here. People probably yeah, like people jackets, like, sweaters, and all that stuff. Like, you know? And it feels good, too. When people come up to me, they're like, I'm saving. I'm saving. Yeah. Somewhere. Oh, yeah. They're like, I'm away. I'm away. I'm like, that That feeling feels good. Because I know that when they do come, they're ready. Mm. You know? And they're, you know, they're, they're committed to the idea. So. Oh, yeah. I have yeah. You know. Hard, very hard to do, but I loved it. As soon as it was done, I was like, Wow, I made that! You know, so you're still impressing yourself. I do still impress myself because I don't think that I can do it, you know, you or at least I would like to remain as humble as I am because I just I don't sometimes I cannot wrap my head around doing it, and then when I do it, I'm like, Girl, of course, you could do this. Like, you've been working diligently to you know jump over hurdles and like complete these tasks Mm -hmm. and get better. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was just lost in that whole conversation. I didn't even think of another question. I'm like, God, I'm slacking. Uh, no, it's anyway, okay. No. Um, we did insp- no. We did inspiration influences. Uh, what's next? Um, Other than the all black collection, goals. Goals. What's next is that I have a studio space. Okay. And I haven't shown it to the public yet. Real. Um, and it's been like with me for a while. Huh. Um, and we've done a lot of build outs and a lot of like woodwork and carpentry. So it's been taking a very long time, a lot of painting. There's an infinity wall in the space that took a long that we built on the inside of the space. <clears throat> um and so I will be debuting the collection as well as opening that to yeah. the public and putting an address online. Dope. Soon. Um, Yeah, so that is uh, essentially my showroom, and I've never had one of those before. So I'm excited about that. Um, The collection is going to drop soon, and I will be modeling it myself for the first time this year. That's true. Um, And I'm just, you know, I just want to experience as much like groundbreaking moments as I can meaning just like I want to shake shit up you know I want to shake shit up and I want to be a part of groundbreaking and world shaking shit as well mm. um I want to be connected to people that really want to bring about change in the world I want to experience less deaths um people die every year though they do man every but day. I would love it if they would just stop killing us that's real I would love it very much um I would love to start my own podcast. I love podcasts. Get the microphone. I know. No, what kind of phone you got? It's the iPhone 7. It's weak. It's weak. No, no, son. (laughs) Let's do want to know how easy it is. Voice memos, bro. I've literally done hour interviews with voice memos. (laughs) Like, when shit hits the fan, I ain't got my laptop. Start doing that then. If, if, I think. I don't even know what I would say. That's what I mean. I was just about to say, like, from talking to you right now. Just, I feel like you probably be moving, shaking, just walking around. Just start recording yourself. Record something, like something that you're feeling. 
I mean, it, I, for me, it helps with just. I know this is way off task from the. No, I'm like, <laughs> love it, please. But, please, no. Come like, on. even with like material, like just random shit. Like, I think I got a voice memo on my phone. Like, what the fuck would you really do if a life size minion walked into a room? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that would scare the shit out of everybody. Like, but that is also hilarious <laughs> in the same token. Like, that's funny. What would you do? Like, we, we want our kids to love these damn minions, but what would you do? <laughs> a life size minion? My gosh. Stood at the window right yeah. now. That would probably freak us the fuck out. It would. But it just random shit. But like, <laughs> I, think, I think you could do this. Or yeah. even while you're putting something together. I'm like, I'm helping you out. Let's see. Or, or it could just be like diary entries or something like that. Or like I could just collection, like. Yeah. Just record different shit. I'm feeling like shit today. It's going to be like the best piece. <laughs> I do kind of want to create a documentary of sorts down the line. Audio documentary. So I could just start my computer and like do the, like the, the visual memo thing. Like the. Video memo? I don't know. Well, I mean, Video if, recording. Right? If you want to do that, but I think another idea is to, if you're going to use your showroom to, you know, model all your pieces, you can record something and then have people come into your showroom and look at your pieces that way. So model it that way. I don't, I don't know. True. Yeah. That's a good idea. I'm just spitballing it. No, I like love it. I'm here for it all. Like these are great <laughs> ideas. Um, definitely not think about it. I would love. I would. I love podcasts right now. What are you listening to right now? That's this is the read. Oh my god! I Crystals and Kid Fury. Yes, I was listening. I to love them. them. Listen, no wrong. They can do no wrong. We know. I'm not even gonna say nothing to <laughs> me because they have the whole read hive at my head. No, no, what? Tour. What were you about to say? Nothing. I, I, I actually, when I first started podcasting, I had no idea where to start. And the read, this is a read was one. NPR, this American Life was the one. And actually. Um, People know this now, but Mark Maron is what I'm modeling my show off of. Okay. But uh, I just had a certain type of thing I'm trying to do here. But anyway. I just, I like the consistency of their show. This well, Because they have to come with it every time. Once you, like, that's the thing about anything that you do. So, like, when you just say you still impress yourself when you do shit, you have to bring it every fucking time you put in something. So, me, if I go on stage and I have a good set on Monday, guess what I want to do? I want to have a great set on Tuesday for them. Every episode has to bring. They have to bring. They have to come with the energy. They got to come with the best, aka names and all that stuff. <laughs> also, you know, but I have listened to a few because what happens is if you turn it on on the podcast app and you finish the latest episode, it'll take you as far back as the one you haven't heard, mm-hmm. and it'll just keep playing them. Right. So now I'm all the way up to like four years ago because <laughs> I literally on. listen to just them. Go. I can listen to them all day. Uh, it's that good to me. But I also like they kind of. They put a, a very, like a Teletubby blanket over. I want to hear this explanation for that metaphor. Yeah, no. <laughs> they put like a Teletubby, a Sesame Street, like blanket over some of the things that are like happening in the world. And they make them funny. And okay. even when they're not funny, like Donald Trump, they drag him relentless. Like it's just gross. Like, and I love it because I don't like him either. And the way that they talk about it makes me feel like I'm at a kitchen table with my family mm-hmm. and we are trying to be as political about the situation as we can. But like that's, so that dialogue is like the same. That <laughs> you know idea what I mean? too, like, I think when I was mentioning that turn and where we're going with art and artistry, it's like, are we making things experiences now? 
So now motherfuckers not just sitting in front of the boob tube watching TV mm-hmm. or stuff like that. Actually, I wish we would move from that. But being able to see like Childish Gambino do his set right. on SNL, actually have motherfuckers playing dominoes on the stage. You're right. Like, and drinking from solo. Or right, just having a good I'm like, time. Please, <laughs> like, yeah. It's, a, it's an experience, and like oh, you just said. But just all, there. all while he's singing the lyrics <laughs> to something that is so profound and like impactful as fuck. <laughs> literal fuck. And like, but then there's still so much culture in the room. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's why I fucked with him because he thought about the fool as a writer and actor. He's thinking about that fool thing, and that is why I enjoy him so because he's a genius. But even like with Crystal's and Kid Fury, that those that dynamic of those two is like right because she's very political, and then he's very like pop culture ish. So like, but even when Chris will switch it up, that's like she will switch it up, and Chris then she's like, she's like, okay, all right, girl. She's but like a fake crush a little she, bit. <laughs> she's much more of an activist than he is, though. But then sometimes she like really bad, and you get to see her be all like sensitive and stuff. I'm like, oh, right, because she's a woman. At least I'm doing that. But yeah, that's true. She kind of will like, but that I, I appreciate. But that's an their experience. dynamic, though. They I have a see. really good. That's collaboration together, right? With your mom and them, and then you getting all these different things. Like, oh shit, mom, I didn't know you felt that way. Oh, you do feel that way. Okay, we cool, we mad, we don't. Like, that's just kind of how like that whole conversation goes with them too. There are times though that I feel like she will kind of go off on a tangent and just repeat herself a million times, <laughs> and I'm like, you literally just said that already, but now you're saying that a million other different ways. But, but like, and then just, I can just, just see Kid Fury like just sitting there, like, okay, girl. <laughs> Like, are we okay, done? this is not going to become a re-review. Okay. <laughs> just went in. Like, I know. Anyway, but no. Like, they Sorry. were one of the shows I listened I like to when though. I first, like, started trying to figure out podcasts. Weekly, I listened to them. Okay, uh, go ahead. All right. Uh, oh, I also listened to um, <clears throat> the last back podcast on the left about the, like, infamous a, murders. No, I never heard. I'm, like, really into, like, horror and, like, thrillers and stuff like that. Um, grew up around a lot of boys, but... They have a podcast where they talk about, like, all of the, the most mysterious, mm-hmm. like, unsolved kind of mysteries. Or, like, you know, they were solved, but they really weren't solved. You know what I mean? Like, uh, John Benet Ramsey. Um, uh, I think it's Rasputin. Ras- Rasputin, right? Isn't that I should name? probably know that, but I don't. He's a, he's a killer. But whatever. They have a lot of them. And it's after the movie, The Last House on the Left. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why they named it The Last Podcast on the Left. And it's three of them. And they talk about, like, all of those murders. If you stuff. like that one, you should check out Lore. Lore? Lore. L-O-R-E. L-O-R-E? L-O-R-E. E. Okay, Just I'll start look. from the beginning. You're going to be like, you could probably hear me I'm like, this shit is weird as fuck. <laughs> I mean, I can do that. I can do that. But, I'll check um, it out. I love pop. That's all I listen to. So thank you. So then you gotta start your own. I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I can't start my own. But um, one thing that I do for the last, like, maybe five, ten minutes of each show, you don't have to do this because of recent events. Uh-oh. Um, the first thing I ask is, if you had three things you would tell a young creative just starting out on their journey about what they want to do in life or what they're working on, like, let's just say they might be high schoolers right now. What would you tell them before they start their journey, their quest? Three things. Um, Okay. The first thing that I would tell them to do is to to trust yourself 
Um, trust your judgment on your ideas, your surroundings, and the people that you would confide your ideas into, like the people that you would trust with your new ideas that you haven't put out yet. Um, make sure that you protect that area. Um, just trust, trust the, trust your gut and trust the feeling and like, if it feels right, it is right. So just trust and go with that. Um, the second thing that I think I would tell an up and coming creative is write it down. Write it, actually go and buy a book and a pen. Do not text it. Or if you want to record it, that's cool too. But put it somewhere that it can be forever. Your phone, and your you laptop see. can be damaged or sent to the cloud and it might not come back out or something. I don't <laughs> everything know. Everything goes to the cloud. Right, everything goes to the cloud. <laughs> um, but write it down. I'm getting better at that. And it feels better to do that. Um, there's something about the coordination of the mind and the hand that just works much better than typing it. Um, write it down and document your process. Like they kind of go hand in hand, but document your process and create footage for that because you know, it, whether you become as famous or successful as you have in your head, it's still a work in progress and you are creating art in the rawest form. So document that and share that with another creative mm -hmm. to hopefully inspire them to do the same. Um, those is like two slash two. That was 2.0. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the last thing that I would say is um, don't be afraid of success. Um, Please don't. Don't be afraid to like reach for the fucking stars because that shit is not that far and it is not that it's not out of reach you can do everything that you put your mind to doing it is that tangible and that fucking easy mm -hmm. like don't be afraid of making a shit ton of money <laughs> sit down at home and tell yourself if i had a million dollars this is what i would do if I have 50,000, these are the things. Because once it comes, you need to be ready. You need to be ready, and money and success scares people. So be prepared. And think like a millionaire. If that's what you want to be, think like that. Um, yeah, that's it. And the last thing that I do, I'm a Kanye West stand, And like I said, just because of recent events, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. I might not. Hmm? I might not. I was gonna ask if if you would request Mr. West to come onto the podcast so that I can interview him. So I just asked all the guests to be like, Kanye West, come get an interview, bro. Oh my God. If you don't want to do it, and the funny thing is, like you said, Dr. Yeah, Dr. I'll do it. I'll do it. Can I add something to the end of the yeah, intro yeah, uh, invitation? The, nobody else, nobody ever said that. Like everybody be like, either they gonna do it or not. I'm like, no, nah, dog, you can say whatever the fuck you want to say. But go ahead. Okay. Kanye <laughs> Kanye West okay come to the interview get interviewed come to the podcast get podcasted yeah I don't think he's ever that's not a word but it's cool yeah you can say that but on your way 
and definitely, hopefully, after you leave, stay off Twitter. <laughs> but you gotta and be. stop supporting Donald. <laughs> fuck you, Trump. Okay. No one's here for it. Come and have some good conversation. Hopefully, some open hearts. Open hearts. But you need to stay off Twitter, and you need to stop thinking that you and Donald Trump can make America great again. <laughs> That's it. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate your time joining me on the Lakeshore. You are so podcast. welcome. This was great. Thank you it's for having me. World. Again, like I said, I'm just happy you emailed a nigga back, bro. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Have of a, course. Have a good one and thank you. You too. Once again, everybody, thanks for checking out the latest episode of It's Your World Podcast. Um, you guys can go and check out Chels' um, website at shopalexcarter.com. You'll be able to see her blog. You'll be able to see all her collections and everything she's done in the past. And actually get some contact information from, from her, too, where you'd be able to reach out to her if you wanted some pieces made or something like that. Man, I mean, that's it. I mean, there you have it. I think the the main thing that surprised me about sitting down with her was, you know, her openness to really just speak her mind. And you see that also in her work, too. It's really interesting to see someone just really feel what they mean and say it, too. You know, um, I felt like she's a really strong individual. She was really, really strong minded in her thoughts and Every opinion that she let go on the on the episode with me, you know, I was just happy that she reached out to me because she, the the main thing that um, really, 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 really made me want to sit down with her was the fact that when I found that Elevator Mag list of like twenty something individual women in the Chicagoland area, creative women that you should be paying attention to, I was just like, man, you know, this might be big, you know, to have someone like her sit down and be on the show with me and really just, you know, shoot the shit a little bit and, and, and give a little bit of um, knowledge to people who are trying to do the same thing or something similar or just creatives overall. Um, she has a great story. And you can also follow her on IG at Alex, A-N-D-R-E-A, Andrea Carte, C-A-R-T-E. Um, on Instagram at Alex Andrea Carte. Um, she, she's got a nice following. She's doing some big things out there. I'm just happy to see somebody out there doing African American woman doing this, y'all. You know, so you gotta you know, give your props what props are due. And her shit is dope, man. Like a lot of the stuff that she's 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 put together, you 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 would find yourself thinking like. That might be something I wear. Maybe not necessarily me, because I don't know if she made fat guy friendly clothes. But <laughs> and I actually think it's all women's clothing, too. So that's how it is. But yeah, man, I'm glad y'all checked out the show. Um, if you're listening, don't forget, on Monday, I will be performing at Riddle's Comedy Club, May 21st at 7 p.m. Come check your boy out. I think I'm going to try to be funny. I'm going to try, at least, you know. So come out and support, support, just put my own little 
sound effects on the end of support. I don't know why I did that. And I hope you guys also appreciated the read podcast uh, review that we gave. I'm going to have to use the hashtag to advertise this episode because um, they got a nice little following too. And then they got a lot of people who um, look up to them as well. So, yeah. And then don't forget to follow the page on Instagram at it's real world pod underscore and follow me on Instagram at it's Jordan Brown underscore. And it's the same uh, Instagram in uh, handles and names or whatever on um, Twitter too. Excuse me. Find us on Facebook. It's your real podcast. We're on Facebook. We got a page like it, share it with a friend. If you think the show is dope, tell somebody. If you think the show is trash, tell somebody or just tell them to go check it out. And then maybe they're liking it. You won't and you'll be mad. I don't know. Maybe that's how it works. I don't know. But, yeah. So, that's all I got this week, guys. Appreciate you tuning in. And don't forget, it's your world. I'm out.